This is one of the reasons we're so hyped about our 52-week disciple thing, because so many times we put goals and then we just forget about them or we lose momentum. We lose the fire. Or we don't even know how to do it. I like have goals that I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. And then I'm like, I want to run a marathon. I literally can't even run one mile. I'm like, I don't, I can't make, I don't, I can't run a marathon if I don't have a training schedule. But honestly, some of my favorite goals are the ones that keep changing and ones that change. Not It's just like, it's not boring. You know, yeah. ones that I can change every week and look at, which make me excited again. And legit, that's one of the reasons we're so stoked about this yeah. is because we're like, how cool is it that we all could have the same goal this year? That, like all of us can have the same resolution. Become and like we can better all disciples. Yes. And we can all help mm. each other do it. That's why we made the disciple tear pad is because like we want to do like New Year's resolutions with you guys. Like we want to have yeah. the same one. And we like tried True. to build something that wasn't something that you were going to forget halfway through the year. And it wasn't something that you were going to get bored of in two weeks. It's like actually something like we're stoked about with our goals and we want to be stoked with you and we like try to make it so it's like actually gonna work it's yeah. not something we hope it helps like, like we really hope yes. it helps like genuinely yes. helps and like we like tried to think about things that like we struggle with and like make it something that actually is going to like help us be disciples mm. so, so we're stoked exactly join us. resolutions with us we can't wait join us in becoming the best disciples we can be welcome to this is kingdom this is grace this is talent this is tj and this is hollis This week, we are studying the talk, Do You Want to Be Happy by Elder Choi. Do you want to be happy? Yes. Yes, I do. That's just such a great line. It was the cutest when he opened with that. That's so true. Like, I woke right up. I was like, oh, yeah, man. I want to be happy. happy. I want to be happy. All right, man. So check this out. As I was thinking about this talk and thinking about this question, do you want to be happy? And everything that he goes into, I was just thinking about this song that I've heard and it's a, you know, it's an all right song, whatever. But there's this phrase in the song that I like. And it says, I was trying to be happy, but I found love in all the wrong places. This is yeah. TJ. Wait, wait, I was going to say, who wrote this song? TJ? Yeah, this is really interesting. A loser. <laughs> <laughs> Self love. This is TJ's song. TJ's song. Okay, start it over. Start it over. Say the song again. Say the song again. Oh. Say the line. There's a line that says, because I'm trying to be happy, but I found love in all the wrong places. Yeah. Stuck in addiction, not the best crowds in bad situations. Yeah. And honestly, though, it's such a struggle in high school. We want to be happy, man. Like, we're looking for it. We want to be happy. We're trying to figure out how to find happiness. And for me... Not even just in high school, in life. <laughs> yes, in life. College. Everybody. You didn't stop? Babies are trying to be happy. But it's like, it's so tough because it's such a struggle. And I just feel like in my life, because I wasn't all in on the covenant path and doing the right things, I caught up finding happiness kind of in all these wrong places because there is some happiness. I think sometimes, this is a hot take, but sometimes we say, oh, this this person, they left the church, so they're probably going to be unhappy. And man, there's some happy things outside of the church, man. Let's be real. There's some happy, fun, exciting things going on on the outside. Happiness doesn't stop just because you stop living on the covenant path. But for me, and what I think, what would I love that this, uh, that this brother's thrown down in the talk, is that there is a different kind of happiness. There is a high-level happiness that is waiting for us as we commit and go all in for the covenant path with Jesus. Well, and that's super interesting. It reminds me of the story when Peter heals the person on the steps of the temple. And what happens is there's this man and he's paralyzed. He can't walk. And he goes, he like gets, someone takes him to the steps of the temple every single day. And he begs for money. That's his work. He can't work. Obviously his legs don't work. And so he just begs for money. And one day Peter walks up to him 
And it's so interesting to me because the words that are used in that interaction are so important because Peter looks at him and he says, listen, silver and gold, I don't have any. I'm sorry. Like I can't give you any silver or gold. And it makes me want to stop and think that's what that man thought would make him happy that day. He said, if I got silver and gold today, I would be happy. He thought that was the best his day could have gotten. And let's be honest, would that have made him happy? If someone put money in his like little whatever he had to like collect money with, he would probably, yeah, a cup. cup. Yeah, 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 it's a little (laughs) cup. If someone put money in his cup, like if Peter dropped in a couple dollars, like he would have been happy. Like that would have given him happiness Mm -hmm. for sure. But what's interesting is Peter looks at him and he says, I can't give you gold or silver. Sorry, like I can't give you what you think will make you the happiest right now, but I can give you Jesus. And what happens is Peter actually heals him on the steps of the temple that day. And he stands up and walks. And it's so cute to me because it says that he walked away and he was jumping and leaping. And that's not like a little bit happy. That's, that's not high like, level happiness. That is that's high level, high level happiness. happiness. That is like the happiness that you can't even contain it. You have to skip. That's the type of happiness. And it's so interesting to me that that boy left his house today thinking the thing that will make me the happiest is silver and gold. And God actually looked at Peter leaving the house and thought, There is something so much bigger than silver and gold. I can give you bigger happiness than what you think will make you the very happiest. I think it's so important to understand like this whole happiness topic. It is not about your circumstances. And the other day I was listening to my mom talk. When I think of happy people, like I think of my mom, like she's just delightful and she's just happy and just kind. And like, she just always seems to be in a good mood. And we were, we were talking about some people that had some rough things go on, like their upbringing. And I'm like, man, like that would be so hard. Like it'd be hard to be happy with that. And my mom, this is what she says. She says, honestly, I had such a, like an easy, good upbringing. Like I had no reason not to be happy. And then I was like, wait, hold up. And I started listing off all these things that happened when my mom was like brought up. One of those things, like her dad died when she was 15 years old. Like that's a, that's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. But here my mom is so happy. And I realized like it was not because of her circumstances. It was because in all of that, like she found Christ who gave her this happiness. And it hit me so hard in her mind. Her life was like so smooth and easy and like not easy, but like just a fun, happy life. And it's because of what she was focused on. It's because she had Christ in that life. What I love about both of those stories is your mom and Peter, I think, discovered a principle of they found the most happiness when they realized there were things that were more important than being happy. It was finding purpose in their covenants. It was finding purpose in joy. It was finding purpose in Christ. And it is really interesting that how happiness is not something that just happens to us, but is a choice we make with God. When we make that choice with God, we can discover that happiness. And I love what TJ was saying in the beginning. It's like, there are so many things in life that will make us happy. But happiness is not what's going to get you through the trials, like Talon's mom went through. What got her through that provided her happiness was that faith and joy she had in Christ and her covenants, which brought her through. It was that meaning and purpose, not necessarily the happiness from those other things that we were talking about. I love that. And I think something that's special about being able to come and talk and have these chats with you guys is is I'm sitting here with my friends, my homies that are not perfect. But I could I could say faithfully that you guys are striving to walk the covenant path. You're doing your best. 
And I want to ask for you guys if there's an experience or maybe just a feeling about, will you talk a little bit about some of the happiness you've experienced from being all in in the covenant path? Well, it's actually really interesting to me because that's what the talk talks about is he like goes into covenants. He's like, you want to experience like deep lasting happiness. It's going to be through like keeping your covenants. I'm obsessed with covenants. I am 100% deep obsessed. And it's so interesting to me because I just barely for the first time, that boy that got healed had a good day. Like, let's be Mm -hmm. honest. He had a happy day, like probably one of the happiest days of his entire life. But I can't help but also think about Peter that morning. This story is actually just Peter living his covenants. That's it. Like, that really is true. Peter is living his baptismal covenants. He is mourning with those that mourn. He's helping people. He is going and trying to do his best to do what Jesus would have done in a situation. That's covenant living. And it's so interesting to me because I bet that Peter was also leaping and dancing when he left those temple Mm, steps. So true. The happiness that Peter felt that day. It doesn't necessarily describe it in scripture, but I can't help but think that must have been one of Peter's best days. That's probably why it's written in the book of Acts is because Peter was probably stoked that day. He probably experienced genuine happiness and the way he did it was living his covenants. The way he experienced that happiness was actually walking out the door and saying, how can I help today? How can I be where Jesus would want me to be? How can I do something that will make someone else's life better? That's living a covenant life. That is actually experiencing true happiness, is walking out the door and saying, who can I help today? That's covenant living. When you ask that question, TJ, there's a quote that comes to mind that I've lived by for a long time. It says, happiness is like a butterfly. The more you try to chase it, the more it'll fly away. But when you focus your attention on other things, it'll come and sit softly on your shoulder. I learned that sometimes the more I focus on happiness so much, the more it doesn't happen. But when I'm living the best covenantal relationship on my side with Christ, I can know without a doubt that happiness will come. I can know and trust that God will create happiness with my life because I trust Him. And I found out in my life when I've been trying so hard to just be happy, it's when I struggle the most but it's when I choose trust over an expectation is when real happiness comes in. I just keep thinking, he mentions this a little bit in the talk, but I thought a lot about since like I've been married to Dre, she has rubbed off on me. Like when you commit to someone and then you like spend time with that person, you start saying things like they do. You start seeing things like they do. Like you just become more and more similar. And I think that is one of the coolest parts about covenants is God's like, I want you to make this commitment to me. Like I want, I want you to commit to like be together, to live together. Right. And then I want you to look at how I do things. I want you to think about me often. I want you to look to me. And the more you do that, the more you're going to start seeing things the way he sees them, talking the way he talks, like feeling the way he feels. And if you think about it, like God is the most joyful being there is. And so the more that you like let him rub off on you, the more that you will become like him. And so that's, that's what I think I love about my covenants is they push me to think of him more often, to become more like him, and to be looking to him constantly. I just love how Elder Choi ends here. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, do you want to be happy? Stay on the covenant path. Your life will be easier, happier, and filled with joy. Our Savior is inviting us. Come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is the living Christ. He carries our burdens and makes our life easier. Do you want to be happy? Get on that covenant path, man. Let's get it. Mm -hmm. 
You can make the pathway bright, fill the soul with heaven's light. If there's sunshine in your heart, turning darkness into day as the shadows fly away. If there's sunshine in your heart today, if the sunshine in your heart, you can send a shining ray that will turn the night to day, and your cares will all depart. If there's sunshine in your heart today, see you next week.